Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, Dr. Jason Behrman joins us. It It is our sex tech evening. And I want to know, do you play Scrabble online? You know, it's a game that you play with other people that you don't know. Um, have you ever been flirted with, creeped out? Well, you might, you're not alone if you have been, that's for sure. So we'll talk about that, plus some fun sex game to play with your partner uh, during the times. That's coming up after 10.15, but first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me as well to lori at drlaurie.com or you can text me at 514-800. So I got this. Um, I enjoy your show, but I'm not always able to listen to it. Hopefully I can get you early tonight. Uh, Can you respond to these questions? So there's uh, basically three questions. It's a little bit of a a lesson in sexuality, I guess. What is the relationship, if any, of the cellular makeup of the female breast nipple and the clitoris? Any similarities? They are, according to me, equally arousing and stimulating for me the nipple is as erotic as down below is that what most women experience is there a wire a connecting nerve between the two to make one as equally charged or stimulated as the other what a great question so i'm going to go one by one Uh, so the clitoris is more similar to uh, the penis it has the same nerve endings that uh, the penis would has thousands and thousands of nerve endings the and it is not connected to the breast even though when uh, breast stimulation is in play it causes arousal which causes the clitoris to engorge with blood because of the arousal there are some women that can uh, orgasm through breast stimulation alone and for them it's really really important and it's a very important part of foreplay so it's not that they are directly linked but as anything that causes arousal will have an effect on the blood flow to the genitals so in that way they're linked but somebody else could have maybe having their earlobes um, kissed or licked or or whatever it is and that could be just as stimulating or arousing for them of course there are nerve endings in the female breast there are also nerve endings in the male breast uh, so breast play for for men it can also be a very arousing experience i have not heard of it leading to an orgasm but i'm sure there have been there are probably some some cases. It's just not something you we talk about um, too much. What happens when breast surgery, example mastectomies for cancer happens, and a prosthesis is the replacement? It is, is it as equally stimulating? That depends on the person. So it some women will report losing sensation. That is the risk. I believe when you have breast surgery, they tell you. I'm not sure about mastectomies. I know for breast implants and things like that, it could uh, affect your um, your sensations in your nipples. So it's very possible that you lose. Uh, for some women, lose complete uh, sensation, especially after a mastectomy. 
So those two things are, are rather different. And thirdly, having watched a reality show on a U.S. TV station recently, a woman who admitted low self-esteem insisted to her partner that having breast expansion implants would give her more sense of self-security and esteem, which I do not necessarily believe it takes that to as a magic solution. Her partner insisted he felt she did not need to change anything to her body. She then after that insisted she get plastic surgery on her nose, her earlobes, her butt so they would not sag and thighs and a tummy tuck. Not sure that was the end of the list. He said he did not feel it was necessary as he was happy the way she was, but it seems she thought it would make him more attracted to her and focused on her sexually. I got the feeling he felt that he would not know it was the same woman he was with anymore. So when all this plastic and prosthetic surgery to enhance her body is done, are the sexually sexual stimuli enhanced or is it the same old, same old, especially given that the plastic surgeries could require other follow-ups as the woman ages? There are a lot of issues here. Uh, first of all, getting uh, all of these surgeries, one after the other, clearly one didn't work to increase her self-esteem. Now she needs another and another. And like age catches up with you regardless. Like at some point, you know, gravity does catch up and... Uh, even like I've noticed women who, who get older and have had breast surgery, the skin pulls them down. Like there's, it's still never going to look as, you know, when you're 60, you're not going to look like a 20 year old. Like, let's be real here. There has to be a level of acceptance. And I think that her saying she's doing it for him. I don't think so. It's her own insecurities that she's doing it for, for him, because he's fine with her. And her thinking that this is what it's all about, you know, that keeping someone sexually interested is about just the external, the physical, but confidence, confidence in one's sexuality, confidence in one's body, no matter what it looks like is actually what's sexier than, uh, you know, trying to look like a, a perfect little, uh, Barbie doll, which, uh, in the end, will that this make her happy? Will this truly uh, increase her self-esteem to that level? I say no. I say go through therapy first. Learn to accept yourself. You want to change a few things here and there. I have no, I'm not going to judge anyone for wanting to nip tuck a little bit here and there. Uh, but this person sounds like she's like uh, gone a little bit overboard. Some people are addicted to, to, to the surgeries. And once they start, they want to lift, talk, everything. So, um, and does it help with their self-esteem? Maybe temporarily, but I don't think that's the long-term uh, part of that. Dr. Laurie, I cannot agree more with a message you read yesterday from a listener. Your show means a lot to me as well, and I have benefited from your advice, and I want to thank you. I hope you say my email on the radio because I want to comment on last night's poem. It was a reality check and COVID-19 will be where in the colder weather and I think we need to prepare. I'm starting my Christmas shopping this week. I do not want to get caught up with stores with lineups because of customer limits inside the store. Good thinking. I have no idea what Christmas will be like, but regardless of anyone's religious beliefs, the Christmas spirit is for everyone to enjoy. But I think this Christmas is going to be very different. 
Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be different for a lot of people. I think you're smart getting your shopping in now. I've started to do mine online, doing, uh, you know, so I make sure things get here on time and stuff like that. So probably good thinking, good advice if people are listening. You might want to get going uh, early. If we have to wait in line, it's going to be outside, folks, outside. So um, you've seen the lineups in the summertime. It's annoying. Now we're going to have to do it probably in the wintertime, and it's going to be cold. So rest warm, <laughs> and who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Coming up, Dr. Jason Behrman will join us. We'll talk about playing Scrabble online. I don't know who does, but uh, or any other game that you're playing with other people. Do you get flirted with? I'm really curious about that. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. I happen to love this monthly feature because I learn a lot of stuff about things that are connected to sexuality but not at all my domain and that is in the technology field. Uh, so we bring in Dr. Jason Behrman, who is a specialist in artificial intelligence and technology. He's going to talk to us about a few things tonight, uh, but a couple of things first. I want to hear from you guys if you play Scrabble online if, and if you get flirted with, and then we'll tell you the story with that. Do you also, any ladies out there, use the um, use fertility apps? You may want to think twice. Uh, Dr. Jason, will you tell us why? Well, hi, everybody, and hi, Lori. Hi. Uh, this is, uh, it's uh, great to be back. I have a few topics of interest for our listeners, and the first one is going to be talking about fertility apps. Mm -hmm. So there was a new study that came out um, that shows that your fertility app may enable Chinese companies to spy on you. Uh? So, yeah, <laughs> this is really bizarre. But on uh, past episodes of uh, Passion, we discussed at length how um, many apps related to sexuality and dating, namely dating apps, collect huge amounts of data about us and they're selling it kind of willy-nilly to a bunch of companies that most of us have no idea exist. Mm -hmm. And even to even big corporations like uh, Facebook, so they can get even more information about you. Well, it's not just isolated to um, dating apps. There's also problems with fertility apps. And this okay. is not the first time that this problem has come up. So uh, before the, the incident that I'm going to discuss today, there was an analysis by Consumer Reports, which is a big consumer protection agency, mm -hmm. that found that the five top pregnancy apps uh, were sharing uh, data with advertisers. And um, many privacy experts have raised concern about an app called Ovia, which is a pregnancy traffic tracking app okay. that is sharing uh, their users' data with employers and insurers. Insurers. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay, so because some people will say, okay, well, I don't really care. What information could they have on me? I have nothing to hide. What's the big deal? Oh, well, what? let's go into this a little bit deeper here. So this was this this was pu published in the, the Washington Post recently, and it was a study done by uh, a consumer privacy watchdog, a non-for-profit. Mm -hmm. It's called the International Digital Accountability Council, and they were studying the app Premom. It has over half a million users, so it's pretty popular, and it's just a way for women to track their fertility, and um, the app promises that they could help get you pregnant within nine months, or you can get like your money back, and it's paired wow. with other kind of services. Okay. Well, the privacy watchdog found out that they were sharing data with three Chinese analytics firms, 
and they were following um, users' activities across other apps and websites. So they did not see them transmitting your personal health data to China, but they were tracking users' location, or they had the ability to track your location to see which other apps you had on your phone and you were installing, and also like what other kind of websites you were visiting. But what does that matter? I, I just want to know what what could they do with this information, Jason? Like it doesn't make sense to me that they want. I get it. They want to target. Um, ads, right? So they know you're on a fertility ad, you're going to get baby products and you're going to get things like that. Okay, so what? Like, what is the, like, what are they going to do with this? Well, there's lots of bad issues with this. Like, number one, they're taking your information, your data, and they're profiting off of it, and you get nothing. Uh And the thing is, is that you are not even aware that this is happening. So that was one of the critiques that they had from their study was um, this uh, privacy watchdog said that um, they were violating uh, possibly state and federal laws and also Google's rules for posting apps on the Google Play Store. And you people had no idea that they were being tracked and they were being spied on and they had no way to opt out of this whole process. Mm-hmm. And um, you could glean a lot of information from somebody by knowing which apps they have on their phone, which websites they like to visit, and um, where is your approximate uh, location throughout the day. People I, can get a lot of info on you all oh. about your personal details. And where does all this information go? It could be bundled and repackaged and sold again and again and again, and we don't really have enough uh, protections to stop this from happening. But for so what end, see- Jason? What What is the end game of these people who are gleaning all this information? They are developing something similar to a digital voodoo doll of you, and we know that this is what? happening. Yes. So they know what triggers you, what your, what are your your um, likes and dislikes, uh, the type of people you associate with, the types of products you buy, and they're developing what we like to call um, colloquially um, like a digital voodoo doll so they can know like what kind of little perks will get you excited, what kind of like discounts will be the most manipulative to you or most enticing to you to get you to buy a product. And the, the field is getting so sophisticated now that people are saying that um, these companies behind curtains are getting to be like super surgical in their abilities to manipulate us. And Mm. at its worst, we saw it recently with the 2016 election in the United States where companies like Cambridge Analytica were able to scrape huge amounts of uh, personal data from social media, and they were able to target political propaganda and other manipulative advertisements towards people in order to undermine democratic processes. That's a That's big, scary. big deal. That's yeah. a really big deal. But anyways, like, do you want corporations knowing all the ins and outs about your life, including whether or not you're trying to start a family? Hmm. I guess my question as, as somebody who might download an app or, or what have you, or I go on the internet or I look for things, like I've noticed that if I'm, if I do one Google search for, let's say a fridge, suddenly I'm getting ads for fridges, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, like on my Facebook feed or, or what have you. But then I'm thinking, oh, okay, well that, that kind of helps me because now I don't have to search so much. I can just keep looking on what they're feeding me. I like kind of see it as a little bit of a positive thing. Absolutely. And I mean, these kind of targeted ads, um, they're less annoying in some ways because you're not being bombarded with things that are irrelevant to you and your life at this moment. 
But at the same time, what is all the other information that's being gleaned about you behind the curtain that you have no idea about? And you do not know um, sometimes how you are being targeted or mm-hmm. when you will be targeted using strategic forms of information about your personal life. Right. I don't like so, the idea of being manipulated without my my knowledge, right? Like somebody is trying to get me to think a certain way. Yes. Um, there are multiple studies that are being uh, published recently that shows uh, your behavior, tracking your behavior online, gives fundamental information about your mental health at the moment. Oh we can identify whether people are um, uh, depressed, perhaps even suicidal. Uh, we can track whether or not people uh, living with bipolar disorder, whether they're in like, you know, an up aura phase or if they're mm-hmm. heading into like a really, really dark and depressive phase. And I don't want corporations knowing this kind of information because then they could start to, you know, who knows what they can do. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll start to target you with, you know, um, comfort food. That's like, you know, fatty, snacky food when you're starting to get depressed. Mm. Or they'll know, like, when you had a miscarriage or you had a breakup in your relationship and, you know, you're kind of looking for that kind of comfort or, or whatever it is, some well, kind of crutch to help you get through a difficult period. Like right. this is the type of like digital voodoo dolls that we're developing now. And that's the type of like the level of sophistication that we're getting in terms of like bombarding people with different kinds of advertisements and other kinds of manipulative kind of information. So I have a couple of texts here. I want you to respond, especially to this one. Okay, Jason, uh, Dr. Jason Behrman is our specialist in artificial intelligence and technology. So people are listening to you talk. And one guy says, this guy is paranoid. <laughs> he needs help. But uh, again, it, this is not paranoia. These are facts that you are providing us. Yeah, and also like this is international in scale. So I made this on purpose. Um, this this story is that your personal information, wherever you are in the world, is going to companies that we never heard of in China, so that they can develop advertisement strategies or like ad targeting strategies for us here. I don't want that. Like, at least I should know about it. And they were breaking the rules. Like, there are privacy protections. They're very, very uh, primordial and most of the time kind of, like, very underdeveloped. But still, there are some that are there. And we see that these companies are just kind of circumventing these laws or just don't care that that that, Mm. um, you know, these protections exist. I just want to share this text. If you took the time to read the terms and conditions on apps you download, you would not download any. The info they can pull from your cell is sold to third party. You may even be compromising your personal security. So do do you find that to be a paranoid statement or actually accurate? Um, I find that is uh, roughly accurate. I don't want people to be paranoid, but I want people to appreciate uh, the need for greater uh, data privacy and data ownership now. So there is a growing movement, and I want people to be informed about this issue and to talk to politicians and to think about this in the upcoming elections and support developing mm-hmm. regulations where you should be the owner of your own data and you should control who gets to see it and sell it and package it and do whatever they want with it. And um, before we conclude this Mm -hmm. uh, topic, I just want to know, uh, I just want to inform listeners, if you are using the pre-mom fertility app, um, re-download it. So like uh, remove it from your phone and uh, download the new version of it because the company pre-mom has since kicked off um, those spying little Ah. little ads, the connection there. Yeah, because they got too much heat after the report in in the Washington Post. Well, I guess this is what's happening is there are more and more people who are aware and who are saying, no, this can't be. And so there's a movement. It's just going to take a while to catch up. Coming up, 
After 10.30, the stupid sex story of the day, plus uh, Dr. Jason talks to us about uh, creepy guys that are flirting with you when you play Scrabble. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Here's your stupid sex story of the day headline. Woman furious after her boyfriend accuses her of not being into him because she doesn't lactate during sex. You were talking about a 19-year-old who posted this on uh, a subreddit thread. My boyfriend thinks I'm gaslighting him because nothing comes out of my boobs when I'm horny. She explained, honestly, my life is a effing mess. My boyfriend is a bit of a loner, but it's never really been a problem before. We both love video games, and to him, I'm quite a catch because it's not often you find a pretty girl who likes games. Now, that statement can be taken a lot of different ways, but it looks like a compliment to me. So, most of his life experiences come from the internet, which is fine, I guess, but he really doesn't have that balance. Since we started dating, I've been dragging him around with me and taking him to try new things. Uh, blah, blah. So I was ready to lose my virginity to this guy. I really love him. And overall, he's an amazing guy. He was also a virgin. So we were comfortable to just mess around. The next day, he's all standoffish and pissed at me. I asked why. And he asks me if I was just pretending to be into last night. I say, no, I was wet. You saw that. I love you, etc. And this is what he got. Uh, he says, you're lying. If you were actually horny, milk would come out of your boobs. He actually said this <laughs> and he was, and he was mad. This is what he thought. I'm not even going to go into the whole thing, but you can only imagine the, um, feedback on Reddit that, uh, she got you. <laughs> One of them was like, you're going to make babies with this guy. Like you might want to consider what you, who you uh, end up with uh, how silly he was but this is lack of information I don't know where these people come from where they have zero sex education so there you go Jason you find that one funny huh <laughs> uh, very bizarre oh my yes dr jason behrman is with us he's a specialist in artificial intelligence and technology so this person i just want to set a text because we're going to talk about scrabble and people who play scrabble yes i play scrabble online a lot i and i get hit on constantly one guy <laughs> even asked me if i could help him financially He'd pay me back. They want to hook up with me on Hangout or some other social sites. My kids and grandkids laugh at some of the messages. I actually never thought of that, that like you could get totally creeped out by creeps on uh, on these games. I don't know. Do people think about this? I, I This is the first time hearing of it. So please tell us. It's not a creep. It's actually a new form of romance scams. Oh, God. Really? It's another romance scam? Yeah. So there's increasing reports from around the world, from like here to Australia. People are reporting more and more that um, they're getting approached for these types of scams on, you know, online games that are popular with like middle-aged women, such as like Scrabble. And we've seen, um, like we've talked about romance scams before on the show, and this is like a major scam now. This is like costing, like people are are, are losing like totals of like billions of dollars every year in North America to these scams. And uh, we've seen that during the COVID-19 pandemic now that uh, online fraud 
um, has exploded, and um, especially in terms of online fraud related to dating platforms. Mm -hmm. And so what they typically do there is that you meet some person that uh, falls in love with you quite quickly or really is like really into you too fast, and then they try to get you to switch off the dating platform into some kind of like more private messaging app, such as WhatsApp or text messaging. Okay. So now we're starting to see on online Scrabble games and um, not just Scrabble. So it's like the Scopely app for Scrabble Go is one of them. But then there's also um, Words with Friends is another one, which is kind of like a knockoff of Scrabble. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that um, women are being approached by people because it's, it's, it's public and there's a chat function. So uh, women are being approached by some guy that will start to ask them where they live and if they're married and if they want to continue chatting via other messaging apps like WhatsApp or text messages. Just like so this woman exact- described. Exactly. She was being targeted by a romance scam. And so this is like really problematic. And like, I, I, I didn't know that, you know, like online games, uh, would, like, yeah, I don't you know, this, this kind of, of phenomenon would mm-hmm. move towards online games. It seems kind of strange, right? And like, who thought Scrabble could be dangerous? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you would think it's so tame and everybody's doing it. Like so many people, especially during COVID, are exploring. Like I love my, my wordscapes and I, you know, I became a big fan of that during COVID, but other people are playing other games. I, I just, I don't, I play alone, so I don't, I don't really see anybody else or talk to anybody else. But of course there's people who play bridge with other people online, mm-hmm. who play chess with other people online. So there, I, I, I wouldn't have thought, but there's the risk, of course. Mm-hmm. So I just want to reiterate like this common pattern where um, it, it usually starts off quite innocent, the conversation, but then it starts to uh, follow like a script. So mm-hmm. it's always like, how are you doing? I really like you. Quite often they're very poor at the playing the game. And uh, once you win, there's like a lot of flattery in terms of your skills. And they try to get you immediately to leave whatever platform you're on into something that's more private. And especially things like WhatsApp as a communication channel, this is very private and hidden and encrypted. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great way for you to do kind of criminal activity without being caught. It's, it's, it's much more difficult you could see and so what i want listeners to do is like if this happens to you recognize the pattern right away and what you can do is um familiarize yourself with mute and block functions on the chat feature Mm -hmm. so you could like mute public chat in your privacy settings and you should do that if somebody is bothering you or just like tell them like right away it's like hey listen um i'm here to play scarabble and that's what the conversation is going to focus on anything else like no i'm going to block you immediately so stop (laughs) unfortunately as you said millions and millions of dollars are being built from innocent people and during these times when people are more vulnerable as well it's like they're hanging on to Uh, even online romances or what have you, it puts them at great risk for, uh, for scammers. Look, it's happening. Otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it. And it's a, it's a huge, huge problem, uh, on the internet.
for sure. Just want to share a couple of texts here. Uh, oof, romance scammers infecting something as innocent and noble as Scrabble. Right? Scrabble. <laughs> I know. Eh? And someone else says, I doubt they're targeting solitaire. Yeah, not solitaire. <laughs> uh, and then just uh, this one's interesting because it has to do with our lactating, uh, the guy who thought about the lactation. It's possible that boyfriend was reading too many hentai comics. Sometimes when women orgasm in these comics, and there's also hentai porn, by the way, their nipples spray everywhere. So yeah, this guy's getting all of his sex education from comic books and pornography. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Those, that, those, the hentai cartoons, like some of them are pretty intense, boy. Yeah. And pretty I mean, sexual. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting art form in terms of like erotica, but like, wow, <laughs> you well, see a little bit of everything. It's one of the top uh, porn searches out there. So definitely something we see a lot of. Uh, coming up, we'll uh, we'll get get some fun. We'll talk about games, things that people can do for fun in their couple. So forget playing with other people and strangers. How about playing with your own partner uh, during COVID? There's some games that have been uh, started just for that. So we'll talk about that with Dr. Jason Behrman, our specialist in artificial intelligence and technology, and uh, any other questions that you may have for him at 514-800. with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Dr. Jason Behrman is our guest tonight, and uh, we're talking about all kinds of things having to do with artificial intelligence, technology, sex and technology. And there are games, we've been talking about games we can play, um, games where you could get you know, scammed and, 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 and flirted with from strangers. But what about games you can play with your partner? And before we get into that, I just want to share the passion poet wrote a little poet, uh, poem for us about real games that are out there as well. Let's get the community together. Let's play a live game. Let's play with lights dim and let's not make it tame. Let's play stripper twister. It's a real game. Maybe adult truth or dare, or how about fantasy pictionary? That sounds like fun or a dice game <laughs> called love affair. Forget so social distancing but you may want a mask let's have a sexy adventure if you're up to the task you only live once put your shyness aside leave your conscience at home along with your pride <laughs> so i thought that was fun um yeah there are lots of games but there's a a new game called wheel of foreplay i think i i think i love this already oh it's pretty fun i must say okay so type it in wheel of foreplay the design of of like the website is so good i love it i love the colors i love i love all the imagery it's amazing and so it's called wheel of foreplay a fun game for loving during covid and it's a digital intimacy game created to be an entertaining release for sexual partners who are isolating together or apart and it is built um in collaboration with uh porn right so i'm seeing an online that, streaming right. porn site <laughs> Okay. And with um, an organization called the Future of Sex Lab, and this organization um, advances sex tech specifically. Wow! So you could okay. look at their their stuff. Yeah, 
And um, so the, the game is based on uh, principles of consent, communication, and curiosity. And it provides an interactive way of exploring personal fantasies and trying new sexual activities to bring pleasure to both yourself and your partner. This is from a press release uh, released by the, the company. It's, I'm on and, the site right now looking at it. It's fun because you open it up, and I love that their very first thing is, but first, consent. Yeah. yeah they, they, what does consent look like when spinning your wheel of foreplay? I love that. <laughs> yeah. So you go through virtual decks of cards that have different kinds of categories, I guess you could say, such as push it real good or some like it hot and cosmic connection. And then once you pick one of those categories that interests you the most, you get to spin a wheel and then um, there will be a challenge that will appear on the screen and you could act out the corresponding challenge with your partner. So Lori, I think we should spin the wheel together. <laughs> I, I just spin the wheel right now and I got pull up you porn. One partner choose a category and the other choose the video. Lightly touch each other while watching, asking each other what you enjoy about the scene. So that was what I got as the card <laughs> on okay. the playful one. What are you getting? Okay, playful one. Well, which one do we, do we want? How about we do push it real good, which is more physical. Okay, go ahead. Don't make it okay. too dirty, though. It's radio. Don't forget. Oh, please. And this is certainly not a game we're going to play uh, on passion on a regular basis. But for people who really want to play a game, tomorrow night is is our sex trivia game. So there you go. <laughs> okay, so I'm noticing this. They, they even use gender-neutral pronouns to be super inclusive of everyone. So uh, hats off to them. So my challenge is we have role play time. You are the model and they are the photographer. Ooh. That's fun. Okay, that so the, those are the fun. kinds of things. So it's it is fun that it's online and it, you don't have to buy an actual physical game. So it's something that people can uh, have fun with for sure. Absolutely, hmm. and they have new categories that are coming up. So they have one like new tricks. It's called for longtime couples. Messy. Um, uh, peaches and cream, which is messy, so I don't know. I guess playing with food and other kinds of items. <laughs> they have one for um, long-distance relationships, too, I noticed. Yeah, ice melters, it's called. And then the other one, beginner BDSM, called bonding time. But it's not like bonding as in that. It's more like bondage. Bondage, right, right, yeah. right. The, na and... the game is Wheel of Foreplay. All you have to do is Google Wheel of Foreplay. It'll come up. It's the first thing that comes up, actually. Uh, Wheelofforeplay.com. It, it can't be... Right, right, right. Great. I think oh. that's a great idea for people. I think that's uh, something fun that uh, people can do together. You know, it gets boring when you're together so often and, and certainly during this time like people are looking for things to do indoors <laughs> and think to spice spice things up just a little bit but just, but more importantly to have fun you know i often talk about sexuality as not something that has to be so serious but don't lose sight of the fun of it because uh, some people get so caught up in the performance of it that they forget about the fun of sex and the fun of connecting with your partner Mm. I spun the wheel again. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not letting this game go, are you? <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, okay, we... so I spun the wheel, and this was on um, the more mindfulness and sensual. I believe, I don't know if I was on the, yeah, Cosmic Connection. So, yeah, let's be a little bit more mindful. So they recommend the challenges, remove the blankets and pillows off your bed, turn off the lights, block out the windows, and make it pitch black. Now, explore. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that works. 
These yeah, are great I, things. I, I, I want to share a couple of texts with you before we go, though, um, that uh, this person wrote in. First of all, someone says, um, have you ever texted the wrong thing to the wrong person? You know, when you talk about text messages and sending things off. And I remember at one point sending something off and, and panicking at because I, I said, can I get take back, you know, an email that I sent, for example. I was like, nope. <laughs> like, how do you do that? How do you stop it mid, you know? Uh, so it, I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people, but this is a, someone who texted them. That's um, you can do that in Gmail. There's a setting where there is a delay that you could, uh, change. I, I, I have this because I've experienced this, this hell before where okay. I clicked send and I didn't want to. Right. <laughs> and, and it gives you a 30 second delay so that you could change your mind and you the- could click something called undo. So it's in Gmail, like okay. we'll set up, it's in your settings. And yeah, you could, you could take that, uh, that horrible, nasty email that you wrote in in the heat of passion. Well, <laughs> you have 30 seconds to change your mind. I know. Thing. That's pretty scary. Someone else said, I, I read an article from the UK stating that there are masked men, of course, everybody's masked, staring aggressively at women despite everyone wearing masks. I noticed this too on the bus. And it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with technology, but it's just somebody's, um, uneasiness, you know, with everybody being masked, a lot of eyes are speaking, right? <laughs> it's like people are doing things with expressions in their eyes. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, topic because it shows all the different ways that human beings can communicate with each other. Like we always think of, like, you know, communication as verbal, but no, a lot of it is based on body language. And this is actually one of the reasons why human beings uh, evolved such bushy eyebrows because our eyebrows and the way we furrow our brows, it, it really gives off a lot of information of what we're thinking and how we're feeling in the moment. Hmm. Mm. Language uh, matters a lot. I know in, in my line of work, I cannot, I can't bear to do a, a, a session with me being masked and somebody else being masked, which is why I'm keeping everything still virtual these days uh, for that how reason. how is that working? Oh, it's, virtual is fine. It, it's working great. At least I get to see the whole person's expressions and everything and they get to see mine otherwise it's uh it can certainly get complicated but anyway subject for another time jason always interesting thank you so much for joining me we'll speak to you next month okay thank you it was fun take care take care dr jason behrman specialist in artificial intelligence and technology you can find him on uh, LinkedIn uh, if you are looking for. That's it for me tonight. Thank you so much for uh, your text. Thanks for tuning in, listening in. Thank you to our technical producer, Chris Aikens, as well. You can connect with me on social media. That's at Dr. Lori Batito, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E-B-E-T-I-T-O, or easily, more easily through my website, which is drlaurie.com. There, where you will also find all the past shows are there. If you click on the Passion Radio tab, you'll find the podcast to all our past shows, uh, which are listed there. But of course, if you have the iHeart app, you can just go to the CJD page and find the best of uh, all the shows there, actually. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. I'm feeling